What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Big Shots NFL Draft Podcast. I am your host, Mike Hernishan, coming to you live from inside the head of Mississippi State fans across the world. That is right. All 17 of them that exist. I am living rent-free in your head. I am joined, as always, by my colleague over at Blue Chip Scouting, my co-host, the best one in the biz, Devin the Verified Jackson. Before I hand it over to Devin, this has been frustrating because Skype has decided that I can't do this any other way than recording it on my phone on Wi-Fi because it just doesn't want to establish a connection. But my little rant out of the way, Devin, how are you today? Oh, man. Uh, I'm doing good, man. Generally doing good. Uh, you know, it, it, it sucks, you know, everything going on with, with Skype. And then it just wasn't a good weekend for Louisiana. So, I mean, it that, you know, whatever. It's I, OK. I, it, may, it may have been a bad weekend for the state of Louisiana, but those fans still have to live in Mississippi. So, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it it is what it is. Uh, you know, you just got to. Just keep rolling, man. But uh, otherwise, man, everything's good. You know, watching a lot of this. watch, keeping an eye on a lot of prospects, and you know, trying to you know keep a track of all the games. But it was it was generally a good weekend of football. Probably the busiest this season. Oh, absolutely. Now, for those who are very confused as to why I all of a sudden hate Mississippi State, let me just pull back the curtain a little bit. So, yours truly picked Mississippi State to win. Yours truly, oh, sorry, sorry, pick Mississippi State to lose, so LSU to win. Okay, we will talk about this game in a minute, but after Mississippi State won, I did my usual weekly power rankings. I still put LSU in front of Mississippi State because of two factors. One, LSU lost 19 starters to the, to the NFL in graduation last year. Their best player on the entire program, Derek Stingley, was in the hospital. That's 20 starters. You throw in the long snapper that they lost, 21. I don't care that Mississippi State lost 16 starters, like I was being told all the time yesterday. By the way, this went on for two hours. Mississippi State owes me two hours of my life that I will never get back. Mississippi State lost 16 starters. Yeah, like four of them were good enough to make NFL rosters. So maybe, maybe just calm down. You weren't exactly decimated. This is Mike Leach syndrome to its to a, a, a absolute T, because Mike Leach comes in, throws up a whole bunch of empty stats, wins a couple games that the program shouldn't, and they still at the end of the year end up six and six, seven and five. A good Mike Leach season is eight and four. He's got a career winning percentage of about six hundred, so he wins about. Just over half of the games he, he, he coaches every single year. So that would equate to roughly a 7-5 and five season. This is a 10-game season. More, oh, ooh, ooh, Mississippi State fans love the fact that I thought it was an 8-game season. I have made your win 7 games challenge even easier since it's a 10-game season. Unfortunately, look at your schedule because you have to go <laughs> to Alabama. You face Texas A&M. Those are back-to-back weeks. Uh, and then you get gifted Vanderbilt, and uh, you have to go to Kentucky. Um, and then in back-to-back weeks, you have to go to Georgia, and then you face Auburn. I listed maybe two, maybe three winnable games. You get Arkansas next week, so congrats. You'll go to 2-0, and and 
I'm sure Mike Leach will probably get some, you know, some votes for president in the state of Mississippi. Um, unfortunately, once reality hits, you'll probably still be about the seventh best team in the conference, which is exactly what I said. All right. I don't care about how bad your team has been historically. And I have receipts. You want to talk about being a completely irrelevant program? Try 23 bowl games in 102 years, 15 of them coming in the 2000s. Your last conference championship appearance was in 1998. Devin was three years old. I was two years old. Your last conference championship like that you won was in the Second World War. Your program has been completely irrelevant for about 70 years now. You want to talk before Dan Mullen got there? A four-win season was cause for celebration in Starkville, Mississippi. All right? And probably once around year two or three of Mike Leach's contract, you'll be wondering why you forked over that much money to Mike Leach. Oh, he put up that many passing yards against an SEC defense. First of all, everybody put up yards on LSU last year. It was kind of their gimmick. The problem is LSU lost a lot of that offense. All right? Call me when you're able to shut down Alabama. Call me when you're able to put up that many points on Alabama and that many yards on Alabama. And this week, I learned that the definition of a quote-unquote blowout is more than nine points because I heard so many times that LSU was blown out by Mississippi State. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten points. Ten points. Not exactly a blowout. Unless, unless I've just been watching football wrong for the last 20 years. It's okay. Mississippi State fans have been watching football wrong for 80. Is that the end of the rant? <laughs> I think so. I think so. Yeah, I mean, I I'm not, I'm, I'm not gonna say too much on it. I'm gonna just say like, it, it, it is what it program. is. When terrible program, you know, it's like I said, just, just let them have their day. You know, obviously, no, no obviously, I won't. I won't. I want them to do something, okay? And they're gonna, they so badly want this team to go seven and three to shut up a Canadian dude who apparently knows nothing about football. That is how in their head I have gotten. Yeah, I mean... And the thing is, their number one complaint was, look at how many followers this guy has. Why would I take you seriously? Why have you been messaging me for two hours then? If I don't matter, why are you taking that much valuable time out of your day? Go, like, do whatever you do in Mississippi. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I I wouldn't even waste the time for them. Cause like, like I month, said, yeah, give it a month, they'll be three and two, and they'll be miserable. It'll be yeah. like good old times for them. Moving on. Yeah, that's the last I'm going to speak about Mississippi. By the way, I hope they. I, I may just pick Arkansas to beat them out of spite this week. Like, just to be an asshole. Part of my language. Can't can't rely on Felipe Franks. I mean, no, you can't. Let's <laughs> talk about some of these games that happened, eh? Yeah. Other that 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 is all I'm going to say on that. Um, that um, the second best team from the state of Mississippi historically versus LSU. Well, They've I mean, always been Ole well, Miss's little brother. Well, the, fu- the funny thing is, like, <laughs> Ole Miss is still about to be better than them. Yep. Ole Miss. Like, they have a much better run program. Mike yep. Leach Mike Leach can work with the players he has, but he's not oh, a great Oh, it was recruiter. great seeing Kylan Hill turned into Max Borgie. Pour one like, out for his draft stock. He's not... 
he's not a great recruiter. Like he's no. gonna lose he's gonna lose recruiting battles to Lane Kiffin. Mm-hmm. I don't think people understand that. He's not gonna be him in recruiting. So that that's why it's funny because they forked it's like, over so much money for a coach that has zero career conference championship appearances, and he's been a head coach in three different schools for twenty years. Well, if you think about it, Mississippi State traditionally has running quarterbacks, but now with Leach, they're going to have statues. So if he doesn't have time to throw the ball, it's going to be a long season for them. But yep. anyway, moving on. Uh, the first game we uh, we should talk about is definitely the Florida Ole Miss game. Uh, that was good. Kyle yeah, Trask um, is that dude. Yeah, he, he, he definitely. Calm down. Yeah, he, de- <laughs> he definitely took a step forward. Um you know, I see a lot of people saying QB3, you know, and I, you know, I, I respect a lot of people's opinions. I think that he, if he continues performances like he had on Saturday, he could definitely pass uh, Fields or Lance, whoever you have ranked at QB3 right now. Uh, I think he could potentially pass them and, you know, have them, you know, have them at QB3. But uh, for me, it's like, I'm not ready to do that yet. You know, Justin Fields is yet to play the season. Um, you know, we haven't really seen, you know, uh, we're not going to see, uh, Trey Lance except for one game. So it's going to be, I'm, I'm not going to be one of those people quick to move people up and down rankings. Like for now, just stick with your preseason rankings, give it about five games and then reevaluate. That's kind of my thinking, but Kyle Trashman, he, he played phenomenal Saturday. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I get it. Ole Miss is not – I mean, it's a Lane Kiffin run defense, so it's not exactly going to be the best. But, I mean, Cal Trask played really well. Like Elijah Moore, the wide receiver from Mississippi, you called it. You said he was going to be a breakout candidate in that offense. Yeah, yeah. He, I, I saw it immediately. Lane Kiffin, he, he loves those speedy receivers and – Man, he had 227 receiving yards. That's crazy. Uh, but I knew he was going to bounce back from that un- unfortunate, you know, uh, incident he had at the end of last season. Uh, but he, he's really special, man. I think he's going to be one of those like mid to late rounders that, you know, a team gets, you know, get a slot receiver. You're getting a potential returner. So you're getting a lot out of him, you know, when, you know, when he becomes draft eligible. So. Uh, but I mean, Ole Miss offense—they they look pretty good too. You know, Lane Kiffin is a wizard play calling at play calling. That is his calling card, uh, and you know he's going he's going to put up points this year. That's no doubt about it. But defensively, they they got some issues. Now, now, Kyle Pitts, Kyle Pitts, tight end one. I've done been calling it for weeks, man. I've been calling it for months, actually. When you think about it, um. Yeah, eight catches, 174 touchdowns. Let's go. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I mean, that's an impressive performance. I still got Fryermuth as as uh, tight end one, but I can't fault people for having Kyle Pitts tight end one. Now, I had gone into the year thinking souped-up version of Evan Ingram for a comp for him. I think there's a better comp out there, and I saw it this week, and it now makes so much sense. You ready? I think I know what it is, but go ahead. Darren Waller. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That is a souped-up wide receiver that just plays tight end. Basically. He's uh, not He's not going to He's not going to be an impressive blocker, but he's going to get the job done, and he's going to be a special, special his, talent for a team. His ceiling 
is Darren Waller. And that's high praise. Darren Waller has become a top five tight end. Overnight, basically. Now, if that's his max, is his floor like Noah Fant? Honestly, it might right? be Evan. Like, it might be it might Evan Ingram. Evan Noah Ingram. Fant, like yeah, I, like at at the very least, he's gonna be Noah Fant can a flex block a little tight bit. End. Yeah, Noah Fant can block a little bit. Evan Ingram. I think I think his floor is uh, Evan Ingram for sure. Like he's basically a receiver with a a, a big body receiver. Yeah, and the no, no, no. and he he just he did he did some things. Uh, if you were scouting any of the defensive players in this game. You, you done did you did it wrong. You did except it for, absolutely uh, wrong. Except for Florida's uh, linebacker, what's his name? Ventrell um, Miller. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people. Fifteen he, tackles. Whew. Uh, yeah, none of none of the Mississippi State guys on defense. Like Sam Williams had a sack. Momo uh, Sonogo did virtually nothing. I mean, it's, it's, that's probably going to be one of the best. It was fifty-one to thirty-five, so I don't know yeah, what I would I'm, be expecting. I mean, they got Alabama in a couple of weeks, but that's probably going to be the best offense they play this year. Yeah. One. Of. Um. Should we go for the biggest upset this week? Let's go for it. Not Mississippi State. No, no, oh, no, 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 Kansas no. State Kansas or State. Oklahoma. Yeah. Now again, not to bring it back to Mississippi State. But if I want to use their fans' own logic against them, they're mad that I put LSU above them. I bet you they would also call me a dumbass if I put Kansas State above Oklahoma because Kansas State beat Oklahoma, right? So doesn't that mean that they're automatically the better team? And if you want to go a step further than that, if you want to do a national top 25 ranking, Oklahoma lost to Kansas State, who then, who before that lost to Arkansas State. So isn't Arkansas State like a top five team in the country? Apparently. Right? I'm just using their own logic against them. That's all I'm doing. That's all I'm doing. Rent-free. Rent-free. Let's actually talk about this game, because this was one that I that I watched uh, in depth. I worked all of Saturday and spent most of Sunday morning, like Saturday night into Sunday morning. I was up till about 3 in the morning catching up and then spent from about 8 a.m. till noon catching up on the rest of the games i had missed and then watched a full game of a day of nfl football so don't tell me i don't put in the work uh <laughs> all right first of all during the game i was shocked to see how much kansas state fans have turned on wyatt wyatt hubert the edge rusher from kansas state and then i actually went and watched the game and it made so much sense because I liked him. I liked his film from, you know, from 2019. The mm. problem with Hubert this year is he's trying to go out and get a sack. And a lot of times he's getting himself out of position to try to do so. And it's bit them in the ass. Oklahoma, though, I do not understand how they lost that game. Spencer Rattler, 30 of 41, 387, four touchdowns. Um, yeah, Skylar Thompson threw for 334. Wait, wait, wait. Before you talk about Skylar Thompson. Go for it. There is somebody that is going to be a star on that team. Deuce Vaughn. Deuce Vaughn. By Deuce the way. Deuce Vaughn is going to be a star. Fantastic name. Fantastic name. Um, he's a true freshman. He's five foot five at 168 pounds. Darren Sproles. Yes, sir. Although Darren Sproles was like five six, two hundred. Yeah, 
He, he needs to put on a little bit of weight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, he is electric. Yes. Um, I don't know what happened with Oklahoma, though. Like, they weren't getting the ball at all to Charleston Rambo when it mattered. Five catches, 30 yards. Their defense sucks this year. So uh, this is what I saw from Spencer Rattler in the second half. Like, because he makes those splash plays, like, you know, he'll go outside the pocket and, and, you know, sling it down the field. He His pocket awareness isn't there yet. If you notice, if you notice some of the plays, he's like standing in a pocket and he just bails automatically, like for no reason. Like he could stay like step up in the pocket, you know, like manipulate the pocket. He's not comfortable doing that yet. So he just kept getting himself into trouble because he would run outside the pocket. And that's right where the defenders are expecting him to be. So that caused a lot of plays to go south, especially if there was nobody open. Plus, they couldn't get a running game going in the second half. No. Plus, they just got conservative. <laughs> they, yeah. They just got flat-out conservative. And then, you know, turnovers started piling up. They had a fumble, a block punt, and then all of a sudden, Kansas State's right back in the game. Yeah. Momentum's a bitch. Uh, and they lost it. Um, Missouri put up more of a fight against Alabama than I expected. Nick Bolton played well. Uh, but, I mean, Alabama just kind of dominated on the stat sheet. Uh, Mac Jones, really efficient game, 18-24, to 249 and two scores. Jalen Najee Waddle. Harris, Jalen Waddell, 8 for 134 and two. He, Najee Harry, Naj, Najee Harry? Najee Harris, 17 for 98 and three touchdowns. He had a solid game. He had a solid. It wasn't, it wasn't like crazy, but it was solid. But Jalen Waddle was definitely the, the player to come away with in that game. Hey, you want to look to the future for Alabama? Bryce Young? No. I'm talking wide receiver, man. Oh. I thought you John Mechie the third, the Brampton, Ontario native, about an hour and a half from me. Uh, two catches, 42 yards, was third on the team in receiving behind Devontae Smith and, and uh, Jalen Waddle, which can only mean that next year he's wide receiver one in next year's class, right? <laughs> Alabama's third option is apparently the best option. <laughs> in Rux, he, he, he Rux hasn't kid. done nothing yet in the NFL. So. Uh, I have watched zero minutes of, of, of the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, uh, you know struggle. who looks really good in his return to football? Uh, that would be uh, Dylan Moses. Yeah. yeah. He, 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 looked played, really good. He, he looks like he's back. Um Let's see. So, yeah, that was a really good game. Uh, you know, good to see that Alabama, despite losing a lot of talent, that offensive line still looks good. Alex Leatherwood looks more comfortable. Yeah. Uh, which can only only lead to good things. Um, I am trying to pull up the rest of the uh, games from this week. My Internet, for some reason, has gone very slow on my laptop. Um, we already touched on uh, that school uh, in the state that borders uh, Alabama and Louisiana versus LSU. Um, Auburn, I was I was kind of kind of sad about the Auburn Kentucky game. Uh, I thought Kentucky too. I thought Kentucky was gonna you know they were there, they were right there. They did get screwed out first half touchdown. I'm not gonna forget that though. They did get screwed. Um, so again, I heard that Kentucky is quote unquote trash, uh, which I believe they've beaten that particular school three years out of the last five. And you have to go to Kroger Field. Yeah. 
that has trap game written all over it. But I don't want to get like four weeks ahead of myself. I do. I will. I will be unbearable when, once that school loses its fourth game of the year. Um, but yeah, Kentucky, they're they're going to be good. They're still going to be, you know, it's weird with it being a 10 game season. Uh, probably like five, six wins. Every team is bowl eligible this year because, of course. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I just, from from those from that game, uh, real quick, uh, Seth Williams. Yeah. He's, he's gonna another be good, good wide receiver, man. Yeah. He's going to be good. Uh, someone I'm watching on Auburn's offensive line actually is Brodarius Ham. Uh, fantastic he, name. Yeah. Fantastic name. Right tackle. Uh, he has a great story. He, uh, he's a cancer survivor in 2016, uh, was a reserve all of last year. Um, Gus Malzahn actually said he's one of the best linemen that, that they've had come through, uh, Auburn in recent years. So I think he's someone, he's a junior this year. He's someone that could, uh, could rise up boards, uh, by, by season's end. So next game I have listed here, Devin. Is Texas back? What kind of question is that? <laughs> <laughs> is, are they yes, back? The answer is absolutely fucking no. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. They're back to uh, to barely beating good teams. That, that's what they're back at doing. They're not even beating good teams, man. This is Texas Tech that almost lost to Houston Baptist. Yeah, this, this, is, this, is, game, this game is peak Big 12. This, this is game exactly is so bad to watch. First of all, Texas Tech, bro, you are up by 15 points with two with three minutes left in the game, and you lose. It's so bad. Okay, so here's how I have the top three schools after this past week going. I have Oklahoma in second. I have Texas in third. I'm amazed Texas fans weren't coming after me for that one. But I have Oklahoma State up top, and I still don't feel confident about that at all. Yeah, I mean, the thing was, like, Oklahoma State has the probably the best defense in the conference. I can say that somewhat confidently. Yeah, their defense uh, is good. Like they Their have some, they in. they have some dudes. Uh, Harvell Peel, you know, they got uh, I think Rodarius Williams out at corner. Uh, they got brother of greedy. Yeah, yeah, he he's he had, he was good. He was good against West Virginia. Really um, they got uh, Calvin Bundage is coming back finally. He was he missed all of last season with a back injury. Um, they have they have a, a edge rusher that might be good in a couple years. Trace Ford. Uh, number 94, he made some splash plays against West Virginia. So it's, they, they got a really solid defense. You're missing um, their best player on defense. Oh yeah, the linebacker. Amen, uh, uh, bug beneath, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's why I didn't say his name, cause I knew I was gonna butcher it. Amen, Ogbong Baniga. I looked that it up. Guy. That I, guy. Cannot say it as fast as any other human being can. I have to break it down. Um, He's good. He's good. He is. He oh, they is. also they also have another linebacker. I think Sean Rodriguez or something like that. Yeah, uh, they're they're, they're their back seven is loaded. After uh, not having a single Oklahoma State. Yeah, yeah. After not having a single draft pick last year, they might have five or six this year. Rodarius Williams is going to get drafted probably on day three. 
Harvell Peel could sneak into day two. I have him as a day two guy. Yeah, yeah. Trey too. Sterling is um, everything that we love about Paris Ford, but playing for the in the Big Twelve. Yep. My favorite play of Trey Sterling from last year was him just almost beheading Charleston Rambo <laughs> on that swing pass. I was trying to watch Rodarius Williams. I'm just like, oh my god, I think he killed him. Yeah. Um, he looks yeah. good. He, he looks West Virginia. Good. They put up a fight. Their offense has been pretty decent for a team whose offense last year was terrible. Yeah, Jared Dodge isn't bad. He's not bad. No. He's he's a he's a he's probably he's a late good, day three. He's not bad. He's probably a late beat, late three UDFA uh, quarterback. Uh, but he's not bad. He's he's decent. Um, but yeah, Oklahoma State, man. I mean, they might they might win a Big Twelve, man. You know, after struggling with Tulsa, but. To me, that just shows how good their defense is. Um, their and, defense will keep them in any game. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and if they if they get Spencer Sanders healthy, this is going to be a dangerous team. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if they get Chuba Hubbard going, they'll be a dangerous team. Man, he has struggled through the first two games. Yeah, apparently the backup running back is looking what L.D. Brown or something like that. L.D. Brown, like that. He, he played very well. Um, let's see. We, we we both called UCF just destroying East Carolina, so let's not yeah, talk too much about I mean, that. It is what it is. Uh, I will say, I will, I will, before we get to Desmond Rear, I will say that UCF need, they they need a lot of, it's going to be a rough week of practice for them because they had seven false start penalties in the first, yeah. in the first quarter. It's, that's a, in, in the, the first, first quarter? quarter. Yes. What the and hell? There, there was barely any fans. East Carolina had their parents there. What? <laughs> All right. That I didn't actually watch this game, but that is amazing to hear. Uh, let's talk about Army versus Cincinnati. You and I both knew that this was going to be a good game. I brazenly said that Desmond Ritter would throw for 300 yards and four touchdowns. <sighs> Would you like to read his stat line for me, Devin? Uh, he had 258 yards and two touchdowns. He almost got one of them. <laughs> Came about 42 yards short, but <laughs> it was just it was just funny because hey, I was if like, this I, game I knew... was closer, if this yeah. game was closer, because it's 24 to 10, if this was 24 to 17, maybe we're talking about 300 yards. Yeah, well, the thing was, it, it was funny because I knew I was going to be the only one that I remember you tweeted that, so I was like, yeah. I'm a and, yeah, no, and I knew you would. I knew you would because I, I also, I don't think he's had a 300 yard passing game in his career. So that's funny because Skylar Thompson didn't either until this Saturday, which is ridiculous. It's like that's such an anomaly. Like imagine being a starting quarterback for three years and you've never thrown a 300 right? yard game. That that is such an anomaly. In college, like Josh Allen, it took him until his third year to do it pros, but. Yeah. All right, and we'll talk about the NFL because we do want to review the NFL. This is literally we're doing two shows this week. We're going to do a review and we're going to do a preview show, and we'll see how this goes. And maybe this is the schedule going forward Uh, because there's a lot of football to talk about. We want to cover it all. Texas A&M barely escapes Vanderbilt in the uh, surprise of the week, probably. Uh, I don't know what to call that, but I think Texas A&M just kind of needed their. to get their their bearings together, I think they'll be back. They'll 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 be ready by the time their schedule picks up and they have to face you know better schools. Yeah, uh, what's his name? Uh, the the safety O'Neal. He's a missile. Leon O'Neal is good. Yeah, he is a, uh, their he secondary is, is really good. 
They uh, also have they have an edge rusher that I'm going to keep an eye on to DeMarvin Leal. Uh, he I believe he's just a sophomore, but he he was making some big plays uh, on Saturday. Um, and then uh, Vanderbilt, they, they have just one guy I think that might get drafted. Uh, they got uh, defensive lineman uh, is Deo. Hold on. I know, I know oh, which one you're talking. Yeah, Odi. I don't even know. Uh, what is his name? Because now, now I'm curious. I I know exactly the player you're talking about. Yeah. I need to think about what who the what his actual what his yeah. what his actual say name Odi, is. Odi, 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 yeah, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah, because they had they had their other their other draftable player, Dimitri Moore. He opted out. Um, Devin, I have a question for you. What's up? What the hell is wrong with Florida State? They are embarrassingly bad. Honestly, I think it's the culture, man. I think that the players are so used to losing that. It don't matter who comes in at this point. They just need a whole new recruiting class. Like, because it is bad. It's been four years of this now. Do you is remember? It, what, do you remember when they started the year off against Alabama and it was one versus three and DeAndre Francois got hurt? Yeah, that I, killed their program. They have been it, embarrassing ever since. It took a real big nosedive. Oh my God! They got just destroyed by Miami. Yeah, I, you would think that even for that game, they would like actually play competitive. It's Miami, fifty-two to ten. Brevin Jordan did whatever he wanted. Derek King did whatever he wanted. Um, Cameron Harris did whatever he wanted. Yeah, I just wonder, you know, with Derek King, it's like, what? I don't know what's gonna happen with him. You know, like with six sacks. It. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I don't even want to talk about Florida State anymore. Um. It just sucks because they got Asante Samuel Jr. They got uh, the safety. Uh, uh Dean? Yeah, Nasserul Dean. You know, they got good players, Marvin Wilson, but they just have such such a toxic culture. Like they just don't want to win. Like you, it's it, it makes it hard for people to watch Florida State. You know, I especially, mean, especially when they're not even being competitive. Jesus, J- James Blackman is still being trotted out at quarterback. Six five. He's he's so bad. Just, just he go, never bro. put on size, man. I know when he made his debut, he was 165 pounds as a freshman. But when you're six foot five playing quarterback, I need you to be more than 190, man. They they needed to get him on the mic, you know, on my diet, which was eat everything in sight. I mean, what what happened to Tamori and Terry? I mean, he's not even doing nothing this year. It's like nothing. It's like whole the, team's bad. They got so many good prospects, but they just suck. <laughs> uh, let's keep rifling through some of these top 25 games. Tennessee beats South Carolina on that the road, 31 to 27. South Carolina is better than I thought. Both corners. I actually figured out how to say the last name, so it's Mukwamu, not Mukwamu, like I thought. Mm. Um, yeah, it's save an extra syllable. I appreciate that. I'm all about efficiency. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he played well. J.C. Horn played well. Uh, our guy Bryce Thompson, uh, for Tennessee on defense, uh, eight tackles, uh, including a tackle for loss. Uh, DeAndre Johnson, the linebacker for Tennessee, two and a half sacks. You love to see it. Uh, 
Yeah, Henry, you know what I love uh, to see? Henry Toto, he, he played really well, too. You uh, know what I love to see with Tennessee? Josh Palmer being their leading wide receiver. Six catches, 85 yards, Brampton zone. <laughs> yeah, he had, he had a solid game, man. He, he had a really uh, he's solid. good. He's good. I think... Yeah. I think he's going to be a sneaky, like, kind of, like, late day three, maybe a UDFA flyer type guy. I mean, we've seen Tennessee receivers make it to NFL roster, so they, they mm-hmm. got some special, man. They got uh, some BYU, special. BYU, uh, oh, sorry, you know what, let's talk about South Carolina for a bit, because they kind of, you know, we just talked about uh, about uh, Tennessee and their guys playing well. Uh, they're They're trotting out a transfer quarterback, Colin Hill, he played for... Um, Colorado State last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't look too bad. He looked, did he it. All right. He looked all right. He, 25 of 39, 290, touchdown and interception. Um, you know, they're, listen, South Carolina is probably not going to be a great team this year. Um, but, you know, the fact that they could hang with Tennessee for a bit, I don't know whether that, what that says about Tennessee or maybe South Carolina is going to overachieve. We'll have to keep an mm-hmm. eye on that one. Yeah, I mean, you know, both teams not good enough for us. Uh, one last person I'm watching is Nick Muse, the South Carolina tight end. Uh, you know, he ha- he has he has some nice size. Uh, not really uh, a speedy guy or anything like that. Doesn't have any, you know, overwhelming or crazy traits. But he could be someone that you know South Carolina you know puts to a draft along with those two corners. Um, moving on to the next game. We won't spend too much time on this one. BYU just destroys Troy 48 to seven. Um, Zach Wilson, 23, 28, 392, two touchdowns. Yep, that, Zach Wilson Hive. Zach Wilson Hive, indeed. Although I, uh, let's see. I want to see if there was, I want to see how, how their defensive tackle did in terms of stats. I didn't watch this game. Kyrie's Tonga. Oh, okay. So we had two sacks, uh, two tackles, and both of them were sacks. Okay, love it, and a pass deflection. Love it. Um, oh, and this team also has uh, the baby brother of um, um, why can't I think of his name right now? Fred Warner. And Fred Warner's baby brother on this team. BYU. BYU. And Troy Warner. He's a defensive back. Not bad. Um, I'm going to send you a photo quickly. Um, just look at Troy's quarterback and tell me that this dude, just on his photo, looks like he plays literally any other position. God. Yeah, he don't look like he plays quarterback, right? He looks like a lineman. Right? But he's 6'3", 208 pounds. I guess, man. I guess. I I don't even know what to say to that. Yeah. Yeah. He threw for 162 yards and uh, no touchdowns. Moving on to the next game. Uh, <laughs> There's, yeah, there's really nothing much to say about yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, who cares about Troy and BYU? Sorry, BYU fans, but, like, uh, okay. This next one I want to just glance on. We're, we'll talk about it for, for a second. Here's my issue. So Louisiana Lafayette won 20 to 18. They went into the week ranked 19th. They won. They fell out of the top 25 rankings. Well, that's also because they put the Big Ten back in. I know, and that's why I'm I wanted to talk about this game. The Big Ten does not come back. 
for another three weeks. Can we yeah. just hold off on that? I know. It, it sucks. Like, you know what? I would say until the Big Ten, Pac-12, till they come back, they're ineligible from being ranked. Is that is that fair? Yeah. Like, until they've actually played a game. If Ohio State comes out as an unranked team and then just annihilates Nebraska like everyone else are going to do, then put them in the top five. Because, yeah, yeah, they're, it's exactly what we expected. Don't do it. Don't put Wisconsin at 23 after, what, they fell out of the rankings because they thought they weren't going to have a season. Now they have a season, so uh, they're going to be better than Louisiana Lafayette. Like, we haven't seen, did they have a good week of practice? I don't like that, man. I don't yeah, like I it. I mean, it's, it's very I would do personal. away with, you know what? This year I would just do away with a lot of the top 25. I would. It's, I mean, it's very controversial. Uh, because, like you said, they don't play for another couple weeks. But man, I can't wait. Cause I got I got a lot of previews uh in in the bag. Wait. Oh oh, we got a special guest coming for that podcast before their season kicks off. Yeah, but, it's our, uh, no, like it's secured. We we got it. Gotcha. But yeah, yeah it's uh, I don't understand. I I really don't agree with either. I think they could wait till the week before. You know, cause like. Louisiana Lafayette is having a, a really good season. I know that they've, they're won some close games last couple of weeks, but, um, they're having a really good season. You know, Levi Lewis isn't playing up to my expectations. I thought he might. Uh, but, you know, that, those two running backs are still really good. Elijah Mitchell and Trey Regis. Um, so, but, you know, they, they, they had a nice thrilling win. Uh, we'll see how they continue. Uh, I took it. I know we're not going to be doing any previews until you know later in the week, but I took a peek at next week's games. Whew, we got some good ones. We got some good ones. All right. Well, well I'm going to glance over this one. Virginia Tech just destroys NC State, 45-24. Yeah. Uh, they did that despite not having Hendon Hooker. Uh, that was Virginia Tech's first game on the season. They had a game canceled. Um, yep. Here was the one that surprised me because it looks a lot closer on paper than it was. All right, this was the the game I got home on Saturday night to watch. It happened. Early. It was an early kickoff. Pittsburgh and Louisville. You think Louisville was going to win? Uh, I picked Pitt. Mm-hmm. I think. I think I picked Pitt. Um, but. It looks a lot closer because Pitt won twenty three to twenty. Louisville couldn't move the ball. No, they couldn't. I mean, like, I looked at just looking at the stats. Cunningham, Malik Cunningham, only had one hundred seven passing yards. So if that's not telling, uh, JV and Hawkins had seventy eight yards. With and a one, of of came on one, <laughs> one of them came on one carry. One of them came on one carry. Yeah, seventy five yards. So which means that his other twelve carries went for a combined three yards. That is crazy. They held Louisville to 223 uh, total yards. Yeah, it was it was an ugly game. It was. Did, a, did you watch this full game? I didn't watch the full game. I watched probably like a half, like a like two and a half quarters. All right, I have a question for you because he, here's one where I'm not sure. Is Kenny Pickett good? I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm not ready to say he's okay. good. He, like, he's played okay. He's a, He's been a game manager for them for the most part. But I have to ask you, 
Kenny Pickett or Brock Purdy? That is how far off Brock Purdy has fallen. He had the most ridiculous play I have ever seen where he threw an interception. I'm not sure if it was a fumble or an interception because it was technically a lateral because he threw it behind him for a touchdown. Brock Purdy, that is, not Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett would never. I mean, yeah, there's really not much to say about Brock Purdy. I'm like leaning I, Kenny I, I Pickett tried, over Brock listen, Purdy. I tried to tell people. I tried to tell them before the season. And we didn't season. listen. And we didn't and listen. He was not that good. And, and everybody was like, no, he's QB4. He's QB4. I'm trying to tell you that man is a better version of Chase Daniel. That is what he is. Dude, he's played like a somewhat better version of Shea Patterson this year. He's been bad. He's been bad. So, yeah, that was the top 25. Those are just the games we we basically previewed on last week's podcast. The only one that didn't happen was Wake Forest versus uh, Notre Dame because Notre Dame had eight positive cases for coronavirus. Now, I say this as someone who – so, Toronto – Yesterday, so Sunday, had more cases than the entire province of Ontario, where Toronto is, had had as a daily high this entire time. The the city of Toronto had more cases than Ontario has had in a day yet. The province of Ontario had 700 new cases yesterday. Almost double the yes. previous high. Phase two is coming. Yeah. It's hitting. It's hitting my area bad. Yeah. Uh, so I totally understand, and it's best to not risk it with Notre Dame football. Yeah. Uh, I mean, against uh, a team like freaking Wake Forest. Yeah, they're gonna be bad. Um, but yeah, I mean, looking at honestly, there's gonna be at least. <clears throat> I'm I'm predicting there's gonna be at least five SEC games. They get rescheduled because they are allowing fans in there. Like South Carolina had a decent amount of fans. Auburn had a decent amount of fans. Auburn was at like 15%. Yeah, they had a decent amount of but fans. Alabama, Alabama had a decent amount. Well, not, not Alabama, but, uh, Missouri. Missouri had a decent amount of fans. Well, there's no restrictions <clears> in the state <throat> of Missouri. There isn't. Yeah. So anyway, uh, moving, let's moving on. Let's talk about the NFL. NFL. Yeah. All right. So, uh, the Thursday night game, uh, I had called the Dolphins winning in a sleepy three-point win. That that did not happen. They they kicked the shit out of the Jaguars, uh, 31-13. to Devin, would you like to talk about the Falcons game? The thing is, it's like, I don't even like having Falcons games before Saints games, because I can't even fully enjoy... <laughs> Just the, the monstrosity that the Falcons are. I mean, it's, it's nauseating because it's like I want to clown them so much harder than I do, but I just can't because then the Saints have a later game. And I'm just like, if the Saints lose, everyone's going to be on my head. So, so neutral party here. I was watching that. That, that was just the game I had thrown on. Um, and I threw it on about midway through the fourth and I'm watching and in the back of my head, I'm thinking there's no way 
So Trubisky's been benched. Uh, Supremely endowed Nicholas is in the game. (laughs) That's Nick Foles, for those who don't know. Uh, (laughs) Who has just been named the Bears starting quarterback. (laughs) Yo, Nick Foles has just become the next Ryan Fitzpatrick and that he just goes wherever... He goes wherever he wants, fucks up the, the, the quarterback decision, and then just leaves you in purgatory forever. Exactly. Um, exactly. Wow. That's hilarious. Yeah, but uh, back to the game, man. Uh, uh, so, look, yeah, he's look. driving, and I'm th- sitting there going, there's no way. Like, I know they're going to. I know the Falcons are going to blow this lead because it's what the Falcons do. But come on. I got scared because they they had Atlanta had the ball with enough time left to actually get a touchdown, and Matt Ryan makes one mistake, yeah, and throws it to Eddie Jackson, and I couldn't stop laughing because they are the first team in NFL history to blow fifteen plus point leads. And lose in back-to-back weeks. Um, I don't understand why Dan, Qua- Dan Quinn is not fired today. He should have been gone last night. Okay, I want to read to you uh, a tweet that I think perfectly encapsulates what the um, what the Falcons are. All right, tell me what where I'm wrong on this. Hang on. I can find it. There's a lot of on this one uh, talking uh, about uh, the Falcons. So, or sorry, about the Eagles. So give me a second if I can just find it. Um, you can cut this part down while I'm looking for it. <laughs> talking about Philadelphia sports, Eagles football. Uh, Jesus, where is it? There it is. All right. So he, this is a response to the Atlanta's own post of the final score biggest choker of a head coach in nfl history an incredibly spineless owner who runs the franchise like the home depot franchise he owns a bend and keep bending defense (laughs) because yeah it's not bend don't break they just keep bending and, and and yeah they just they just cannot play defense at all in atlanta an offense that doesn't give a shit about burning the clock. Repeat unprecedented chokes. Delete your franchise last week. Pathetic. I mean, it it that I couldn't have said it better myself, man. Right. They, like I said last week, they talked so many years that we're wasting Drew Brees' prime, da da da, but they can't even hold on to four quarter leads. At double all. digit, double digit, nonetheless. Like, it's not even a fact that they were up by double digits. It's by 15 and 16 points, which are incredibly difficult leads to lose because you and have to have a And they're losing them in record time. And you, you have to have two-point conversions. It's, it's not like it's not like you, you just straight-up touchdowns. Not, not only that, it's not like they're up 14 points, 15 points, whatever, with 14 minutes left in the fourth. It's like five. I think yesterday's was three. It's like I, I honestly, I, I just They're have nothing. So bad. Just blow uh, it. Up. Just blow yeah, it. Up. Just start yeah. over. Yeah. Uh, 
Trade everybody. All right. The Bills and Rams. I thought the Bills were going to blow a 28-3 lead. Boy, the Falcons fans would have loved to see that. Um, no, but that's Atlanta's specialty. Uh, listen, yeah, but Rams then they fans, then then nobody would have talked about them as much. Yeah. Rams fans are mad about uh, a, a pass ironic. interference call. I freaking ironic. Not only that, but it still would have been illegal contact. So <laughs> ironic. Great, it wasn't pass interference. It was still a penalty on your team. So the, the irony, and yeah. they said, look. I, I respect the Jake boys Al- from Best Buy Listen, lose. I, I, I respect downtown Rams. I respect Jake Allen Bogan. I respect everyone affiliated with the Rams media. But the Rams fan, these are the same Rams fans that told Saints fans to get over it and that there was still game left to be played and that they still could have made a stop. So I'm that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, that's you know all what? I'm going to say. Our guy Jake was actually fighting off a lot of Rams fans. So. Yeah. So uh, the Cleveland I, Browns are two and one since being led to uh, a great start by, I believe, was it Brian Hoyer in 2014? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And the only reason I remember that is because I remember Skip Bayless. They were six and three and Skip Bayless went on national television and said that with Johnny Manziel, he believes they could be seven and four. But yeah, the Browns are two and one. Um, listen, Cleveland doesn't need to pass the ball right now. Just stop Baker Mayfield needs to just not screw up. There's, there's at least two th- throws a game where it's just you're just like, bro, what are you doing? Like Odell literally had to play defense on one of the worst throwing play action plays I've seen in a while. Like he underthrew him by like ten, fifteen yards. Uh, whenever I see the Browns play. My only thought is, is Baker even going to get his fifth-year option picked up? Honestly, like, they're two and one, but if they don't I make the if they don't make the playoffs this year, he might not get picked up for his fifth option. Like, or if they don't get close, it's it's not looking good. It's not looking good for Baker Mayfield in Cleveland. And I know that right now, all he needs to do is be a game manager and let Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt just. But you have Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham, and you're not you don't even you can't even throw for 225 in a game because yes, Dwayne Haskins was the leading passer in this game at 224. Give me Odell and Jameis Winston. However, same team. However, the Washington Football Team is leading the NFC East, and we'll talk about that more in a second. Uh, the Vikings are a dumpster fire at uh, at 0 and 3. Uh, Dalvin Cook puts up 180 yards. Justin Jefferson. Do you know how much this pained me to see Justin Jefferson put up 175 yards? And they still lost. Okay. Oh, oh, I, I know, I know for your situation, but I think they're they were I think they were one of the Eagles fans kept telling me that it made sense to pick Jalen Rager because Justin Jefferson was just a slot receiver. Boy. He lined up for only eight plays in the slot. Eight. He lined up for 43 on the outside. Don't ever tell me he's just a slot receiver ever again. Jalen Rager is just a slot receiver. Jalen Rieger isn't a receiver. 
No, but yeah, he's a yeah, speed I'm, threat. Yeah, I mean, listen, um, people he didn't that even thought, play this year, yeah. uh, this week, he didn't even play. I'm sorry, the, I feel uh, that was unnecessarily mean to Jalen Rieger, and I apologize. I'm still yeah. salty about that pick, and we're in, we're almost in October. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the fact that people thought Justin Jefferson was just a slot receiver just shows they didn't do their homework. Yeah. <laughs> that just, I mean that that's just that's just the basic facts there. Like, come on, bro. Everyone. Uh, knew the New England Patriots aren't going away. They're two and one. Yeah, Cam Newton. They're they're doing a really good job. Uh, game planning. Uh, they really shut down Darren Waller, uh, who absolutely obliterated the Saints last Monday night. Um. They did a really good job. You know, their defense is still solid. Cam Newton is going to win them games. He's going to keep playing well. Uh, you know, obviously health is the biggest thing. He's not going to wow you on the stat sheet unless he has to. But to me, you know, he's, he's really good, man. He's still really good. Um, man, the Giants are pathetic. 36 to 9. Um, against what? So many backups. I was listening. So many injuries. I was listening to uh, the Draft Dudes podcast with Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. They were without quarterback one, wide sorry, quarterback one, wide receiver one, running back one, running back two, wide receiver three, tight end one, tight end three. Both of their starting defensive ends, a defensive tackle, a couple of corners, and they still lost by twenty-seven points. The Giants are just bad, man. And, yes. And Daniel Jones is a turnover machine. Yes, he is. And you know what? The fact that Daniel Jones was the leading rusher for the New York Giants with 49 yards. <sighs> Another top five pick coming in. They're, they uh, they might not get more than two wins this year, to be honest. Oh, my God. The battle for the bottom is just, okay, I've been waiting for this one. I'm, Can I'll go ahead, mute the my Bengals mic. play a damn game and not fucking tie? Please. You know what? I should have known this was going to be a tie because the last time I remember the Bengals and Eagles playing, Donovan McNabb told me that he didn't know NFL games could end in a tie. You know why? Because even back then, like eight years ago, God, more than that, maybe it was about 12 years ago, 23, sorry, 13-year-old Mike didn't know that games could end in a tie. Apparently, Doug Peterson didn't know games could end in a tie. Holy crap. What a cowardly overtime period for both teams. Holy crap. This was the most disgraceful performance I think I've seen. And I had to watch both of Atlanta's choke jobs. All right? You get into overtime. Your defense, Doug Peterson, has stopped Cincinnati three times in overtime. You have a kicker that is capable of kicking 60-plus yards. You've gotten a holding call to take you out of proper field goal position, which would be about a 55-yarder. Jake Elliott can still hit from 60. He's done it. He did it against the Bengals. Kick the frickin' field goal. It would have been a 60-yarder. He's hit 62 before. But, Devin, do you know what they decided to do instead? They decided to take 
a five-yard delay of game penalty, which would have kicked it back to a 65-yard field goal, which that's too far. But no, 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 no. Instead of trying to actually win the game, let's go for a tie. And you punt with like 20 seconds left. And then because Zach Taylor has no spine and no ability to, to and no desire to win this game, he calls a draw play with 18 seconds left. Oh, sorry, I think it was 12 seconds left. And proceeds to just let the game end. I watched Carson Wentz, who has played like garbage, garbage this year, lead the team down on a four-minute drive to tie the game to send it to overtime. I watched the entire, like, last quarter and a half of this game and overtime. I watched it for free on my laptop. And I still want my money back. I want the time and effort that was put into that game back. I said in our blue chip scouting, you know, uh, chat yesterday that the Eagles linebacking core is the saddest group of fucks on the planet. It truly is. Nobody on that team could cover 29 year old Giovanni Bernard. I forgot Giovanni Bernard was still in the league. You had the worst offensive line in the NFL. You were going up against them. You sacked him six times. And you, you, I guess the, I was going to say you lose. You didn't lose. You didn't win either. What's that Herm Edwards quote about, you know, about, uh, about ties? It's like kissing your sister. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of feels like it. Why can't the Eagles and Bengals ever actually decide to play a game and win? Every time these two go up against each other, it's a tie. To quote Benjamin Solak, do you want to hear a really fun stat, Devin? Do you really want to hear a fun stat? The Eagles are 0-2-1 and they suck. This is, oh my god. I mean, I guess the playoffs are still a thing. I mean, it's only going to take five wins to win this division. Yeah, NFC East is a crapshoot, man. (laughs) This is the worst division I have ever seen in my life. I have never seen four teams completely just not want to win football games. Okay? Here's the thing. The Cowboys, when you think about it, are actually pretty close to being 3-0 despite being 1-2. They could easily be 0-3, too. Yep. The Eagles should be 1-1-1, one, 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 but they couldn't hold on to a lead against Washington. Got destroyed by destroyed and demoralized by the Rams. And then this shit. Yeah. I just, mean... You, you mentioned blow it up for the Falcons. Blow it up for the Eagles. This is just outright ridiculous. They can't yeah. run the ball. Miles Sanders just stopped running on a play where he could have had a wide open path to the end zone. They they got no one to catch. They got no one to cover. They can't stop the run. They can't cover running backs. They can't frickin' tackle. 
This team is this team is giving me alcoholism, man. <laughs> yeah, it's it's rough, man. Oh my god! All right, moving on. Before I have a nervous breakdown, let's talk about how bad the Texans are. Uh, well, they actually look pretty good, you know, in the first half, but their offensive line is so awful. It is so god awful. Like Deshaun, Deshaun a- Watson, it, please ask for a trade, bro. Like you need a better offensive line. Come to the Saints, damn it. We'll take it. Laramie Tunzel is making twenty million dollars a year. <sighs> Laramie Tunzel broke the pay scale for offensive tackles. I think it's safe to say that the Saints might have a little bit of. You know what? You know what Deshaun Watson needs more than anything. A number one wide receiver that's not 31-year-old Randall Cobb. Yeah, I couldn't... First of all... Can you imagine uh, DeAndre Hopkins playing with, with Deshaun Watson? I wonder if that happened. Wonder I wonder the possibilities of that. Right? Yeah. Anyway... Eric yeah, Bieniemy is going to be a great coach for Houston next year. I, 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 I don't even know if I want him in that organization because they came... They can't even get a competent offensive line for their franchise quarterback yeah, at all. They can't even bad. get weapons for him. He's literally running for his life, throwing to third, fourth, and fifth options. Like, it's what, bad. What, what is going on? It, it's just sad, man. I, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. It, it's just it's just disappointing. Um, speaking of bad, the New York Jets. They are the worst football team <laughs> in the NFL. They are by far the worst team. It's it could not be even close. so much worse than being an Eagles fan. It, I could be a Jets fan. Honestly, they might not. They might not even be phased by this at all. I don't even think they're phased at this. At this point, they just want Adam Gase gone, and he has a Thursday night game upcoming. I feel a Black Friday coming for Adam Gase because they are going to get destroyed. I think they have a week five bye. He needs to get fired ASAP. This team is so bad. They can't cover. They can't get pressure. They can't protect Sam Darnold. The funny thing is they can't cover and their safety is playing 35 yards off. He's playing 35 yards away from the ball, and they still can't cover anything. This, this team is completely inept at everything. They are everything I just said about the Eagles. Turned up to about 37 and a half. Not even cranked up to 11. No, 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 no. That, the, doesn't, do, that doesn't do the Jets enough justice for just how bad they are. It's crazy because all they hit their draft needs, but they still haven't gotten any better. Like Mackay Becton and Quentin He's Williams. out of his mind. Quentin Williams and Mackay Becton are the best players on that team right now. Le'Veon Sam Bell Darnold sneaked. looks broken. He is broken. There is no looks. He is. Broken. They have destroyed Sam Darnold. Yeah. He trade him, put him on IR for the rest of the season. Just, just please, just save his career, man. Just. Just take him out of the lineup because he's literally running for his life every play. He, he's got no one to throw to. His number one receiver is Braxton Berrios. No, bro. It's, no. Just, it's embarrassing. What? Like, Denzel Mims isn't even getting on the field for this team, which is weird. Like, you just spent a second-round pick on him. But. Just just 
just blow it up, man. Just just give away Darnold, fire Gase, and just start over new. Just look, I wonder Trevor what Lawrence. They get for, Trevor I wonder, Lawrence is going is coming. He, I wonder coming. what they could get for CJ Mosley. Like I know we opted out of probably, the season, but in the offseason, sixth round, sixth rounder maybe. Well, like sixth I know he rounder. opted out of the season, so he's healthy. He's it, it, it was more of a concern for his family thing, but like, could you trade CJ Mosley and get a and get like a third? Mm, I don't think so. No. Probably fifth, fourth, fifth round. Uh, and they paid they paid him eighteen million dollars a year. Yeah, they did. It suggests they have a lot of capital. To, to spin on on players that won't and, make it and here's the thing you said that they hit their draft needs but they didn't because they still need a pass rush they just you know okay well we missed well they they, well, they they hit some of their draft needs I, yeah. I they, they missed horrendously with Jakai polite out of Florida so it only made sense that they went for his best friend at Florida and Jabari Zuniga. yeah that was no um, the Carolina Panthers they get their first win 21 16 I tried to tell Jarrett He's he's trying to say they might start zero and ten. Like, bro, the, the Panthers are gonna overachieve. Yep, they're gonna win. They're gonna win probably seven games. I wouldn't go seven. I think that they can win five. But unfortunately, this year five and eleven looks like that's getting you about the ninth or tenth yeah. pick. There's a lot of bad football teams. This year. The NFC East alone might have <laughs> three top five picks. The NFC East might have three top five picks, and then if the if it wasn't an automatic team. Like, I swear to God, I, I was talking to a friend of mine who's, who's a Cowboys fan. We may very well have a, have the first ever six-win playoff team. Like, As possible. It is possible. Are you ready to think that Tampa Bay is a thing yet? Because I'm still not. I'm still not. The thing is, like, the NFC South isn't going to be great either. The NFC South yeah. may not be great because, yes, Carolina and Atlanta are things. But, I mean, they lost to the Saints. Saints are 1-2 and two now. Who did they beat last week? Who? Tampa. Oh, they beat the uh, Panthers. Yeah, they beat the Panthers. Okay. And then they beat a Broncos team without Drew Locke, Cortland Sutton, Vaughn Miller. Yeah. Like, okay, so we've shown that 43-year-old Tom Brady can – be better than Teddy Bridgewater on a team without a lot of talent around and him. Jeff Driscoll and Jeff Driscoll. Yeah, I mean, I'm. They're getting better. They're they're probably they're going to be uh, somewhat of a threat. I don't think they're, they're going to put it all together this year though. Oh God, they're going to win the NFC South, aren't they? Yeah, probably. Uh, uh, unless um, we're going to talk about it in a little bit. Unless the Saints make a change, and they're probably going to win. Detroit won. Which is not I that surprising because they could be two on one right now. They could be, they could be, but I mean, I I'm amazed their defense showed up at all. They got yeah. three interceptions. Jeff Okuda first one. Jeff Okuda first one. Um, he, he was having a rough game. He was getting picked on. Yeah, because he had to cover DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a tough that's a tough draw. Yeah, Kyler looked so, Kyler Kyler finally looked somewhat, um, you know, human. Well, I I knew he I know a lot of people talk about the MVP with him, but I knew he wasn't no. going to make that jump just yet. Can Can I say one thing that that makes absolutely no sense about the Detroit Lions? 
What? Why in the hell is Adrian Peterson? I know that was coming. <laughs> getting 22 carries. It's the Lions, bro. Did you know that Adrian Peterson is 12th in the NFL in carries this year? I am not surprised by that at all. He is they're, carrying they're the ball 43 times. They're going to run him into the ground. You know what's the most saddening part about watching Adrian Peterson nowadays? The fact that his his heyday with the Vikings mm-hmm. ended like eight years ago. And no one, sorry, like, yeah, like eight years ago. And no one's told him. Adrian Peterson is now 35 years old. He's trying to, he's trying to hit that Frank Gore money right there. Just keep getting paid. Okay. So Adrian Peterson, 35 years old, 22 carries, 75 yards. Carry on Johnson, who is, uh, 23 years old. Uh, former second round pick as well. He has 18 carries on the season. And yesterday he had three carries. That's not even the saddest part about this. Oh, no. DeAndre Swift did not have a carry yesterday. He had a catch. What are the Lions doing, man? DeAndre are, Swift on the season has... Doing? DeAndre Swift on the season... I, I can't believe I'm about to say this. Has eight carries for 20 yards, but nine catches for 94. So basically, he's a receiver. Yeah. They've turned oh, him boy. into James White. Oh, boy. And they Lion. spent the 35th overall pick on him. To have how many how many second round run, how many second round running backs are they going to draft? I guess we'll see this year when they draft Chuba Hubbard in the second round. They are one of the most if it I mean if the Jets didn't exist, the Detroit Lions would be one of the most ineptly run franchises in the NFL. And Matthew Stafford somehow was pulling out wins. He is, is a, he, he deserves a thirty for thirty. Because there is no, bro. Like, I I don't get this franchise. I don't get it. They draft T.J. Hawkinson last year, and in terms of in terms of targets, they're giving Jesse James the same number of targets than they're give you know essentially on the season as they're giving T.J. Hawkinson. They draft. Second round running backs in two out of three years, and then they give 22 carries to Adrian Peterson. Doesn't make sense. They do nothing but bring in former players from the New England Patriots who hit free agency for a reason and give them $15 million a year to just not be good. They give Danny Amendola $8 million a year, and he had one catch for 18 yards on four targets. Just, Just a waste, man. Just a waste. We got uh, to move on, man. I, they I, are just such a colossal mess. Trey Flowers is making $18 million this year, and he had three tackles. Yeah, we got to move on. They Good. are a complete mess. I don't care that they won the game. They could go 8-8, eight and eight, and I would still say Matt Patricia needs to be fired. 
It's just bad, man. It's they just bad. suck. They just suck. That entire franchise has run like a joke. Um, I think we're running out of games. Oh, yeah, Seahawks and Cowboys. DK Metcalf. He he recovered himself, but that was that was one of the dumbest things I'd seen. Yeah, I like DK. Okay, a lot of people think I don't like DK because I I was low on him going into um you know going into season like the draft. The problem was that I just didn't believe that he was like as good as the media made him out to be. And the moment he made it past about pick 35, he became a value. Yeah. And he, and Seattle has fit him perfectly. Perfectly. Yep. Yep. DK Metcalf, man, you know, like I said, besides that one play, he played really well. Russell Wilson is still my MVP. Uh, a lot of people are trying to give it to, uh, other people. Uh, nope. I saw Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's in the conversation for sure, but Russell Wilson is by and far the MVP. He has 14 touchdowns already, and he's literally carrying this team. You want to talk to Saints game? I'm going to get quick thoughts. Um, Drew Brees needs to be benched within the next three weeks. Uh, I'm only going to say that once because I don't, I don't want to harp on it. I am tired of seeing check down after check down after check down, bro. He double clutches like five, six times a drive. There's just too many weapons right now for the Saints not to be winning games. The defense has been way bad. Cam Jordan has even been alive at all this season. Um, it's been a non-factor entirely. PJ Williams, we need to let him go. Malcolm Jenkins finally had a good game. I mean, it's Janoris Jenkins is supposed to be supposed to be an upgrade from Eli Apple, but he's getting burned and getting called for PIs. Marshawn Lattimore, Lattimore can't even guard fifth string receivers. Like if it's not Mike Evans or it's not a top pick, if it's not you know Amari Cooper, he just forgets how to play corner. So it's like. It's just so frustrating because, like, we're supposed to be the Super Bowl contenders, but we have a quarterback that don't even want to throw the ball down the field past 10 yards. The only times he did it was literally on the last drive of the game that he had to. Like, he won't throw the ball down the field. So either, A, he can't throw anymore, or B, he's scared to show whether or not he can throw. It's 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 just sickening, bro. Like, Credit to Aaron Rodgers, he killed us. I knew it was gonna happen, but bro, we we gotta make a change. We gotta stop. We gotta stop making these gimmick plays with Taysom Hill. Just put in Jameis Winston, bro. If you want another quarterback in, put in Jameis Winston, please. Just just spare me the the nonsense. I'm I'm just tired of watching Alvin Kamara have to be Superman. I'm tired of watching it. <laughs> it's great. It's great TV. You know, it was great highlights, but I'm tired of watching him have to break seven tackles to score a 50-yard touchdown. We have open plays. We could throw 50-yard bombs. We could throw the ball down the field. We could have chunk plays that don't require, you know, a bunch of yards at the carry, yards at the catch. I'm just I'm just fed up at this point, bro. I'm just I can I'm just, tell. T- I'm just tired of Drew Brees 
people defending this man to say, oh, he just needs rhythm. Oh, he needs this. No, bro. He cannot throw the ball down the field. There, there are so many plays on film that we're going to see in the All-22 where he double clutch, double pump, and there's wide open. He's looking down the field. I can see it in his eyes. It, it, it's killing me, bro. I, I literally cannot. I just can't. Just like people are complaining about their quarterbacks, but at least your quarterback will throw the ball down the field. I have you can't le- anymore. I have legitimately have a Sam Bradford. Check Drew's arm King. is gone. It's gone. Check down King. I I just I I really can't, bro. I just can't. Like like he can't do it anymore. It it is it's not there. He's never really been able to throw it down the field like that. But he can't even throw twenty yards. You're just wasting our talent at this point, bro. It's if I if, if the Saints lose next week, bro. Jameis Winston is getting put in the game. He's gonna he's gonna get put in insert into the lineup. Is honestly, it can't be much worse than this. I'd rather we have picks from challenging the defense instead of the defense basically saying, "Yeah, beat us with your arm." We're gonna play man defense. We're gonna make you throw throw the ball deep, and he won't. It it's it's nauseating. It's nauseating. There are there are no words for the pain that both of us have to feel, unfortunately, this season. For very different reasons. I will tell you one thing, though, Devin, that you can look forward to. At least you can get out of Drew Brees' contract soon. That's true. The Eagles are paying Carson Wentz about $35 million a year for the next four years. He's already 28 years old. Oh, sorry, he'll be turning 28 this uh, this coming year. And if the offensive line and Carson Wentz's own body have anything to say about it, he'll once again not play a full 16 games. But that's okay, because Howie Roseman will draft another speed receiver that can't catch. Love to see him, man. When what we need is a linebacker. Or a pass, or or an offensive tackle. God forbid another quarterback. Oh wait, no, you drafted one in the second round. Uh, I think our buddy Matt Valdivinos actually could be a better GM than Howie Roseman. It's not that hard. Sure. Just For draft sure. the players that make that actually make sense. Well, yeah, I mean, that's yes. a depressing end to the to the Big yeah. Shots NFL Draft podcast for today. But you can follow me on Twitter on a Sunday and see me just roast my own team at Mike H underscore draft. You can follow Devin at real D underscore Jackson. You can follow the show at big shots pod. You can download the PS4 Madden class. Uh, just search up big pots. Uh, sorry. Big shots pod class V one. I am still working out issues with uh, the fact that Madden sucks when it comes to, um, uh, custom-made draft classes and just players disappearing. That's always nice. Uh, you follow Blue Chip Scouting at Blue Chip Scout. Be on the lookout uh, probably Wednesday or Thursday for my week four previews. Um, we'll be back later this week, probably Friday, with uh, our picks for uh, college and then back on Monday, and we'll talk about both college and NFL. We'll see how this goes, what, what type of uh, 
of, of groove we can get into. Um, yeah. I am going to go do a crap load of mock drafts just on the Eagles so I can actually fix their issues. Bye.